Hi everybody, it's Diane and Langdon, the show where we analyze various media. Um, right now we're working on Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime adaptation. I am Diane, I'm an archaeologist in D.C. And I'm Langdon, I'm a comedian in D.C. And the original point of the show was going to be one episode per episode and we were going to talk about yeah. all of it. But Diane has been inspired, or I guess... Uh, <laughs> otherwise motivated yeah. to do this mini-sode where uh, we do something that we talked about a lot, which is just rewriting some of Fullmetal Alchemist to make it fit better. Right. Or just work and just better, show that Because we spend a lot of time criticizing the show mm -hmm. about things that don't work. And we want to take sort of what we think the show is attempting to do yeah. and replay certain beats and moments so that they do work. I mean, the, the easy solution would just be to play the manga verbatim. <laughs> but but we don't want to do that because we want to be fair to the show. And they're already an anime already exists. And again, Arakawa literally requested that this show not follow the manga. So what Diane has done is she's taken uh, episodes five through eight and restructured them in a way that's still different from the manga, mm -hmm. still hits all the major important beats that the show uh, requires, Yeah, but works a lot better. All right. So before we get into this rewrite, though, we're going to take you through what has happened in the anime up to this recap so that you know where we are and you have some context. So Edward and Alphonse Elric are brothers. They are alchemists. And they attempted a human transmutation to bring their mother back. Um, it went because their mother died. It went terribly wrong. And Alphonse lost his entire body. Edward lost his arm and his leg in this uh, transmutation gone wrong. After this, they were approached by a man named Roy Mustang, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Roy Mustang, who offered to bring them to Central to allow them to become state alchemists, where they would receive a lot of materials and research that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. So the boys have left their hometown of mm -hmm. Risenbull to become state alchemists. And just to clarify, they, they, they have kind of gotten their limbs and body back in the sense that Edward has uh, auto male, auto male prosthetics for his arm and his leg. And Alphonse, his soul has been bound by Edward to this very large suit of armor. Yes. So they, so they do have, they, they are able to move. Yeah. But they, they have, but, they have their disability devices, but they want their original bodies back. Yes. Um, uh, we are in flashback. Yes, we first... are in flashback yep. because the um, this has all kind of happened in flashback. And most recently, what we have seen in this flashback is the boys went to a town where they met a man named Maj Hall, whom they killed. Yeah. We could probably do a whole rewrite for that episode. We, we probably will. Um, Be because it's totally original content, I think we wanted to leave it alone for the, purp for the purpose yes, of this. Yes, I did kind of want to leave it around alone for these purposes, but um, I am I am itching to take a take an axe to that one as well because I have a lot of a lot of things that we can fix in it. Or a scalpel, coom, giant sword. <laughs> so we're going to open up in episode five, which is called The Man with the Mechanical Arm. And this was kind of the first episode where Langdon and I were like, oh, so they, they really don't know what they're doing. Um, Very confusing <laughs> to see how you get from the manga chapter of these events to this episode of these events where there's right. so many added characters and, and details that just don't really belong and don't, don't make it better. Right. So what we're going to have is is a cold open that basically looks more like the mangas where our um 
different persons are are scattered to the winds. Edward and Alphonse are on a train. They're heading somewhere. In another part of a train, we see a man with his family. Somebody comes in and says, General Halcrow, and then basically tells them that the train is under their control now and yeah. his vacation is over. Um, and then we get our, our rolling credits or our opening credits. Um, after this, we will jump back to the military who is scrambling around wondering what we're supposed to be doing um, because they don't have any plans for this. They haven't made any provisions. This general, General Halcrow, was supposed to be traveling with his own security and that security force has obviously been trounced. And this, uh, these hijackers, these terrorists who have taken over this train and are holding the general hostage are demanding that the military release their own leader um, and that they make a prisoner exchange. Yeah. And this sort of panic in the military is being headed up by Roy Mustang, who's trying to figure out what they're going to do. They have no backup plan. And we get a, and they're like, we, we can only hope that things turn out fine and we get to make this exchange. That is, that is our best option right now. So you're saying no Hughes, no Fallman on the train. Uh, none of Mustang's weird, like test their luck stuff. Yeah. Because Mustang does not gamble. He doesn't test luck. He plays chess yeah. and he doesn't have any pieces on this board right now, which means he can't play. Yeah. He does not have the ability to play a game. So, so that brings us back to the kind of motivation for the boys that we talked about, which was just, you can't hijack, hijack this, this train. train. We're on this train. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the boys basically wake up and, or Edward wakes up and discovers that the train has been hijacked. He goes ham killing or getting, <laughs> killing, not killing. He goes ham beating up. All these different hijackers. Episode more or less plays out the same way. Um, as it does in the manga. As it does in the manga and in the anime. Just sans cues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, where Edward takes the top of the train. Gets up to the engine room. Retakes the engine room. Alphonse goes through the belly of the train. They meet up. They take down Bald. And that's the episode. We pull in at the very end to the train station. And we have the military. Specifically the Stang Gang. Mustang and company. Ready to make a trade. Hal Crow gets off the train just fine. And he's like, this child saved me and my whole family. And Edward produces a tied up bald. Um, and then Hal Crow's like, this is, this is the alchemist that Roy Mustang found? Well done, Lieutenant Colonel. Let's get this child into the exam. He could be a state alchemist tomorrow. And Mustang and Hawkeye and company are standing there with this hostage that they've got to trade. And they're like, Ah, uh, it just started yeah. like start shoving him in a closet, get, you know, get him, get out, him of out of here. Yeah. We don't want Halcrow to see this. We don't want Halcrow to know that we were about to give up. Because, um, because Mustang taking all the credit, that's oh, perfect Mustang. Right. Him being like, yes, sir. I definitely knew that this kid was on the train and was also this good. This was all me. But he's also like lying really poorly. So we know that he's talking out of his ass. Um, mm -hmm. but then he like has an aside to Hawkeye where he's like, I don't ask thought that this literal child would wait till he was like 16 or 17 to show up here. Uh, what, what is happening right now? This is awful. And then everyone's like, you're going to take credit for something I did. Um, yeah. and then we have Bald's moment where he gets well, to break out of his bonds. But what? even before that, that sets up the Edward Mustang dynamic a lot more effective. Yeah. They're, they're really you, introduce that kind of like fun feuding where they yeah. love each other but they don't like each other well, and, and you've lamented almost every episode that roy is just 
boring. He's so boring. And, and I really want a no funny... There's no reason for it. I want a funny, goofy Roy Mustang, who is very smart and very much in control of his chess mm-hmm. board, but Confident. still, like, has cocky. tempers and, like, gets... is cocky and is stupid sometimes. Yeah. High-end, low-whiz. Give Where, me that boy. So how would, how would you describe the Mustang as he's been currently characterized by the anime? Flat. Flat. Okay. I, mean, I, I, you don't need to say anything more than that, really. Like, <laughs> that, that is a really harsh character note. He's flat. I've seen nothing from him. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's so upsetting because it's like, imagine that you've got your favorite soda, but it's flat. Like literally all the carbonation has gone out of it. And mm-hmm. so that flavor is still there and it's recognizable that this is Dr. Pepper. This is Coke. This is Mountain Dew. This is whatever. But there's none of that zest or life that makes it a soda. And so that's that's what encountering this Roy Mustang is like for me. Anyway, but then Bald has his moment where he gets to escape and he gets to use the bayonet and his mechanical arm to break out of his bonds. Mustang snaps his fingers and Edward's like, oh shit, that, that, oh my God. And Mustang gets to be like, yeah. I'm the flame alchemist. Don't, don't fuck with me. And Edward's like, oh shit, he's actually like really cool though. Even if he's trying right. to take credit for something. So we still let him have a little well, bit of that hero worship. And that also gives us a beat that I don't think is in the manga or the anime where Edward sees flame alchemy and just goes, what the hell is that? I yeah. thought I was really good at alchemy. I don't know what the hell that was. And these people are on a different level. Yeah. Right. Which leads us into the next episode, episode six, Nine of the Chimeras Cry, where Edward is realizing that state alchemists are on a different level and he has got to catch up. Yes, Nine of the Chimeras Cry. Yeah. We're skipping the state alchemy exam. We're just going full steam ahead. Let's just pop, let's pedal to the metal. Let's go. Um, So we are cutting a whole episode. Bear with me. Kind of. But Edward and Alphonse ask, like, who are we going to stay with? Are we going to stay in a hotel? Are we going to stay, like, what are we going to do? Roy Mustang, like can we Roy's stay? Like, a hotel? You have no money. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any money. You're broke, kids. And they're like, well, can we stay with you? And he's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't, no, um, but he, he pawns them off onto another alchemist named Show Tucker. Roy Mustang goes to drop them off at Show Tucker's house. And we have a beat where Alphonse gets to ask him about Mrs. Tucker. But instead of just Roy Mustang looking at them and then looking away and being like, all right, here we are. Um, we yeah. have him say, yes, it's a touchy subject. Mrs. Tucker is gone. Don't bring it up. Yeah. And gone can be interpreted as she left. She died. We don't really know. But Mrs. Tucker is gone. And we get to meet Nina and Alexander coming out of the house. I'll even let them keep that awkward beat with Nina at the table where she's trying to get Alphonse to eat. Because I really oh, liked yeah, that. Yeah, I think they should keep it. It was, it was lovely. I wouldn't even try to take it It was away. so painful. I loved <laughs> That's it. That's when I point at that scene and I look at Hiromu Arakawa and I'm like, why can't you write like this? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we have Edward. He's stressed about the exam because again, now he's seen what a state alchemist can do. And he's like, I, I'm not at that level. I don't know what I can do. And he knows in this version that there is going to be a practical portion. Yes. He knows there's going to be a practical and a physical. And Alphonse isn't even trying for the state alchemist exam. Alphonse is just going to sit this one out and help Edward study because he's a good little brother, but he knows that he won't be able to pass. And so he's going to, he's just going to be helping Edward um, but we also have show who at the same time is stressed about his recertification. Yeah. We could have a sweet little scene with him and Nina where Nina's like 
Daddy, what's wrong? And he explains to her that last year, Daddy didn't do so well yeah. on his test. And he really needs to do well this year or else he's going to not be a state alchemist anymore. And Nina can be like, but Daddy, you're going to pass because you always study so much. Mm-hmm. The subtext being, you're going to pass because you're always spending time on your alchemy and not playing with me. Right. And that beat already exists. Yeah. So we just so just just still just keep it. Keep it. Yeah. I I love that beat. I love that yeah. moment of him just being the only parent present in her life and still being very absent. Yeah. It's, um, it's... Full Metal Alchemist is a series of bad fathers. I don't know what Arakawa's issues with her own father are, and, I, but and I'm too scared. To I'm ask. too scared to ask her. <laughs> but like, it is. It's a lot of daddy issues in this, and I love it. Um, but the. They're, they're just threats hanging over Sho's head. We don't need them explicitly stated for us, but just kind of this ever-present threat right. of... And you don't even need a lot of them. You better pass. I've got to pass. It's hanging over his head. He can, like, hug Nina and kind of have this, like, pain expression on his face. Yeah. Just, like, almost white-knuckling as he holds her head. Just, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. We see Edward Alphonse and Nina and Alexander playing... Um, we can have a moment where Nina's in danger. Maybe an icicle like falls from the the eave of the house and yeah. like comes down toward her head and Edward runs towards her. He's not going to get there fast enough. And he, he claps his hands and falls on the ground and accidentally does alchemy that comes and catches that icicle with like a, a wave or like a bridge of snow. I'm thinking yeah, like yeah. Uh, Avatar the Last Airbender style where like Katara would make yeah, like yeah, an yeah. ice bridge thing. Something like that. But, you know, they want this to be introduced accidentally. Right. Fine. Well, and that also lines up with how we described it when we did, uh, I I think, episode six. Mm -hmm. And we were like, why does he discover this by accident by heating up this water? Why can't it be like kind of an intentional action of him trying to do alchemy to save this girl? Being like, if I could get close to her, I could make a transmutation circle and do it. I am not close enough. So that intention is there and it's directed, but he accidentally does it without drawing it. And that's the moment when he realizes, holy shit, I can do this. That's what I'll do for the practical. And that just saves his ass. And he's like, this is, and he runs around the yard gleefully testing out this new ability that he's discovered. What was he going to do for the practical in the actual? Oh, no, that was what half the all episode right, was concerned right. with Langdon was them figuring out what he was going to do. And he but didn't. that, he didn't that have a plan solves his whole problem. And we could even get that shot then of Show Tucker watching them play and like grinding yeah. his teeth and being like, like this kid bothers him yeah. because this oh, yeah. is a child who has, who is light years ahead of what Show Tucker can do. Uh, well, and it, it eats at him. I think canonically it eats at him because he, he meets Edward and he's like, okay, so prodigies really do exist. Yeah, and, like, and he's encountering a prodigy who is so much more than he will ever be and it kills him and yeah. really can I, add into that motivation of him wanting, like, like going to these extremes in order to keep his certification. So do you think that Edward is a catalyst for what ultimately happens with Show Tucker and Nina? No, I think Show Tucker... I, I, I do think we are kind of dropped into the middle of that, but it yeah, adds cause, a cause really said, nice yeah. wrinkle in that motivation. Right, and like we said it would have happened regardless of whether the boy showed up at all. Right. You know me, I'm a huge fan of multi-layered motivations where like there's one thing really driving it, but there are yeah. also all these little wrinkles and bumps that really flesh out that motivation and make it beautifully human. Yeah, it definitely um, makes it... And again, neither of us agree with the decision that Show Tucker reaches... But it's but a very it do, it interesting does, decision. Right. And it makes it harder to really argue against it when Edward's there. 
And yeah. he's seeing this kid who is so far ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's that's what I like. But after this, Edward and Alphonse actually leave. Edward is going to leave to go take the exam. Alphonse is going to leave with him and then go wait outside mm-hmm. of the uh, outside of headquarters while Edward is taking this exam. Nina bids them a very lovely, sweet farewell as they go. Edward is a very lovely, sweet child. Yes. Edward sits down and takes the written exam. It is hard, but there is no interview yeah. and there is no chair. Wait, if there's no chair, how do we know that he's a true alchemist? Well, he does a practical. Oh! <laughs> <so>. <laughs> you know, he does alchemy. That wasn't even like a counterpoint to the chair that I had thought of before. My entire counterpoint to the chair was that it's fucking stupid. <laughs> you can tell he's a true alchemist because he can do true <laughs> alchemy. How about that? Um, but he gets in and he does, he doesn't sit in the chair. There is no chair. Um, there could be an interview portion. I'm not averse to there being an interview portion. I want it off screen. I don't need to see it. Or the interview can be part of the practical. Well, and so, uh, so I, I think the interview is important. I think it has to happen, but mm-hmm. I agree that it can happen off screen. It doesn't need to be something that we see. Yeah. Because especially the way that they play it, it's by far the least interesting part yeah of it really is the least interesting thing that less they interesting than the written exam yeah um but they he does the written exam he goes in for the practical everyone's standing around watching including roy mustang ever just walks in as like okay here's what i got he claps his hands he does a transmutation doesn't even have to be an impressive transmutation yeah. he can make like just a little pyramid or a little spike appear out of the ground and everyone would still shit their pants because yeah. he did it without a transmutation circle it's, it's unheard of Right. And I, I really want everyone to just be like, what? What? Especially Roy Mustang. Because yeah. in the manga, he has an amazing facial expression where he's like, what the H-E double fuck did I just see? And I feel so cheated that it wasn't in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the anime. But um, have that happen. Edward leaves, calls Winry and Pinnacle the second it's over to tell him that it went so well that he feels really good about it because he is excited. He is so excited about yeah. how well he did. And Winry's excited for him. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to come visit you um, because of course you're going to pass now. Of course they're going to I'll like make you an offer. I'm going to come. We're going to hang out. You could take me out to dinner with your new state alchemist salary. It's going to be tight. Also, you're due for a tune-up. And like... Edward's excited because they they they're buddies and she's gonna come. They're gonna hang out in Central. It's gonna be great. Why does the in the in the current version? Why does the tune up happen off screen? That might be that might be a too complicated a point. But like th- their relationship as as doctor and patient, I would argue, very very important. Yeah, haven't gotten anything out of it in yeah. the anime so far. Oh, it's it's a very interesting, very complicated relationship, and oh. I love it. But even even in the dialogue where she's just like, "Yeah, and your arm probably needs a tune up." Yeah, that's re- that's 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 proactive. real Winry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Edward and Alphonse go back to Show Tucker's house, and it's it's kind of eerie when they get back there after this it's great very quiet, success. Which is very not quiet. Typical. They're not seeing Nina or Alexander anywhere. And Alexander's always the first one to greet them. Yes, Alexander always comes bounding in outside of the house to greet them. And so they don't they don't know what's going on, but they get down to the basement and they see Show Tucker and he's like, Hey, come here. I did it. I made a chimera. It and can, he's excited to show them. Yes, it can understand people. It can talk. We don't see any of the meth head circles on the walls or on the ceiling. <laughs> it, those just don't yeah, exist. The, the squatter um, He's just showing them this chimera and they're both like, wow, that's super cool. And Joe Tucker's like, hey, this is Edward. And then the chimera's like, Edward. The chimera's and then, just like, yeah, I know. 
<laughs> but after a minute, it calls Edward Onichan, and that's when Edward's like, what? And that's when it clicks for him and for the audience where we realize that something has happened. Yeah. And, and this that's when we figure it out with Edward. Yes. Yes. Allow us and Edward to both be detective at the same time. Um, Scar, or then- I'm just thinking, I'm just like, I'm watching it in my head with them like arriving at Tucker's house and being like, Nina, Takasan, and nobody answering and like automatically playing into that weirdness and letting that build up. Without being overtly, like, Something scary. bad has happened. Yeah, it's just, it's unusual. But they get here, then Edward realizes what's happened. They have the confrontation with Sho. Yeah. It, sure, whatever, Boscron can show up and come take them away, I don't care. But Nina does escape if that happens. Edward can help her by doing transmutation without a circle. Um, she gets out of there and we see Scar who shows up and Scar is already on his rampage to kill state alchemists yeah. at this point. He's going around, he's trying to find the ones that are more accessible, starting with research alchemists because they tend not to be combat oriented and tend to be easier while he builds up his own skills and ability to kill. Um, and he encounters Nina and he, and Showtucker's already gone, but Nina's there and he realizes that she is a, a creation of Showtucker's and he kills her. We're moving on. Um, we all know how this goes. So the next episode is episode seven, Miracle in Central, title of which is taken from Miracle in Rush Valley, which is the Maya chapter in which a baby is born. Um, because the baby being born is an important beat and not a throwaway Yeah, scene. it's it's an important moment. Edward and Alphonse cannot live with Sho anymore, obviously, because <laughs> Sho has been arrested. Why not? And also, all of his assets have been seized by the government. Mm -hmm. So Edward and Alphonse are walking around asking if anybody will house them. And Edward's like, maybe Roy Mustang, my idol. And Mustang can be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm pretty sure that there's a cardboard box in the alley behind my block of flats you can see sleeping. I'm not, I'm not fucking helping you do shit. Yeah, I'm <laughs> desperate for Ed to be called out as a freeloader. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we enter Maze Hughes. And Maze Hughes is like, hey, I heard you two are homeless. Uh, my gorgeous wife makes a great quiche. Let's go. <laughs> and then he kidnaps Edward and Alphonse. Mm -hmm. um, and they, his, he, he mentions though that his department is investigating. Probably on the car ride over. Sure. Yeah. Is investigating a serial killer. Um, two perhaps because there seem to be two different MOs. One is targeting only women and one is targeting only state alchemists and they're killing in very different ways. Um, yeah. and the he's so they the boys live with Hughes and for a while Edward is depressed after what he has just encountered with Nina and yeah. show Gracia is pregnant and Edward decides that he really he can't be a state alchemist because he asks Hughes like what's going on why is nobody really talking yeah. about what happened with show Tucker and Nina like in newspapers or on the radio why isn't this yeah, a big deal you, you and think Hughes it would is like everywhere right and Hughes basically tells him oh you know the higher-ups thought that this should be something kept quiet and mm -hmm. Ed's like so you mean they covered it up well and that could also play nicely if there's a bunch of state alchemists getting killed if the government if, if an article is then run that says oh and also here's a state alchemist who killed this four-year-old daughter everybody's going to turn against state alchemists. Yeah. Which is not to the benefit of the military. Right. And so they're they're trying to... Yeah, it's, it could definitely be in that vein of playing into public favor. But but as a young child and an idealist, he's like, I can't be a state alchemist if this is the kind of thing sure. that like, 
That you keep under wraps. Exactly. And so what happens is he then gets his offer letter and actually turns it down. He doesn't resign. He says, I'm going to figure it out a different way. I don't need to be with this corrupt organization in Mm -hmm. order to figure things out. Um, And this can be kind of a fun, like, a fun instance where he learns that everything he thought was great and everything he aspired to be is kind of really the opposite of what he expected. Yeah, yeah. Allow him to become disenchanted and disillusioned with it and kind of have this... Let him have that we're not gods, we're we're only humans moment. Yeah. Um, and then, but then by the time he teams up with Mustang, and Mustang's like, yeah, I've been against the government from the beginning. Edward's like, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, which allows him and Mustang to actually work together, even if he is disillusioned with Roy Mustang himself. Yeah. He still respects mustang's mo and mustang's goals so um but he he can go to mustang and say hey i'm not gonna take it and we're we're just humans we're not gods we're literally just humans this organization is corrupt and mustang be like you know what you could have the reasoning of an adult like this or you could have the reasoning of a child have his whole reasoning of a child thing and be like you know what though if you're gonna think like a child go be a child you're not ready fine leave i i really want that i want that very badly because we've talked about roy and, and the, the intention of this speech a little bit, where he's like, look, if you're a state alchemist, you're in the military, I'm going to treat you like... You're in the military. Like an adult and like an asset. Yeah. I'm not going to treat you like a child. And if you're not ready for that... Then go be a child. And, and, and you will not be an enemy of Roy Mustang if you decide to go be a child. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I would not going to come for you. Yeah. So, but then Edward goes home to the Hughes's and he runs into, into Winry, um, who he forgot was coming to see him, but she was. And the Hughes's are super hospitable. They put her up to, um, and also Hughes is like, also there's that serial killer running around. It's not safe for a young girl to be out on her own right now or to be in a hotel room by herself right now. So of course you're going to stay with us. Um, Hughes in the manga is the original kidnapper of Winry. He kidnaps her and forces her to attend his child's birthday party. And if any of you have ever been to a child's birthday party, pretty heinous thing to do. Uh. (laughs) Um, but Edward doesn't also have the heart or the balls to tell her that he actually turned down being a state alchemist because one, Winry is super proud of him for this. And he, it feels really nice for Winry to be proud of him and to have her just kind of like ecstatic over him and yeah. like let's let's celebrate let's hang out let's do everything that we used to do as kids because you've had this really big success and it's also really embarrassing to admit that he turned it down because he you know burned his house down to show how serious he was yeah but so he and Alphonse just kind of fake it and anytime Winry's like hey can I see the watch they're like oh you know it takes it takes a month or two to like actually make the watch so we don't have it right now but um he and Alphonse do start talking about the philosopher's stone and they they Mm kind of see this as an alternative to being in the military um Edward is also depressed he's he's doesn't really have motivation to pursue the philosopher's stone wholly um because he's he's in depression right now and they are they are here through the remainder of the winter when Gracia goes into labor and Hughes leaves to go get the doctor and they leave Winry and Edward and Alphonse alone in the house. And Winry actually is the one who's like, no, this this baby's coming. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Like babies will come when babies come. That's that's it. And she's like, I have had a little bit of training in this. Um, not in delivering babies, but I've read enough about it, I think. And I know, like, kind of how people work. Um, 
because granny's taught me some things and she's like this is the moment that she's like not like goes from being like just a kind of tune-up mechanic to like no I'm a surgeon and a mechanic. I yeah. this is this is gonna be her growth moment. Um, well, it's she, supposed to be the, the baby it's supposed delivery to be. is supposed to be her moment, right? Um, so she delivers this baby real quickly, though. Mm-hmm. If I gave you three, if I give you three groups of people, can you tell me who you trust the most to deliver a baby? Yeah, Edward Alphonse Nina, Edward Alphonse Winry, Winry by herself, Winry by herself. <laughs> Winry on her own. Um, but Winry actually is the one who delivers this baby. Fully delivers the baby. Edward is is grappling kind of still with Nina's death. But this this moment helps him kind of come to terms with it. And be like, bad shit happens. Alchemists can take lives. Yeah. They can't make life. But humanity and life are going to continue to persist no matter what. Um, and Winry also gets a fucking bump in introduction. Let's go. And that also gives Ed at least the motivation to really get into Philosopher's Stone research. So Edward and Alphonse start throwing themselves into that. As, they, a, as a route for alchemy to do good? As a route for alchemy to do good, but more so f- as, as an alternative to being state alchemists in an attempt to get their bodies back. Yeah. They throw themselves into that and start realizing that there's really not a lot that's public access. And a lot of it they really do actually have to have that state alchemist access in order to to get to and so they leave they're, they're they leave every now and then the house and they're trying to do all this research on their own one day they leave and they're like hey we're gonna go do state alchemy things which they're not they're going down to the library at the end of the street but they tell winry they're gonna go to headquarters and do ed's mm-hmm. job because they still really haven't told her that ed passed but turned it down um and so Winry thinks that Ed is going to go to headquarters and do whatever state alchemists do there. And then she decides that with Gracie's help, she's going to pack him a little lunch and bring it to him. Like, again, if we're going to do this childhood romance, let's just go pedal to the metal with it. Let's yeah. go. Um, I don't mind them upping the pace on that and making it more upfront. But yeah, yeah. to your point. Let's just go. Let, let's see it then. Let's actually see it. Let's let's have it. Um, but in actuality, Ed again is in a library somewhere else. So Winry goes to headquarters where Ed is not and shouldn't be because he's not in the military. And she runs into a guy who's got a refrigerated truck outside. And the guy is like, and she's real excited by the refrigerated truck. And this man is like, hey, you know, you want to you wanna check it out? Like you're yeah. a mechanic, an aspiring mechanic. Let's check out this food truck. And, and he can be then, kind of a charming, goofy man. A charming, charming, goofy man who comes across as relatively Instead of harmless. a dark, sexy lady. Right, but comes off as relatively harmless, lets her examine this truck, and then drives off with her, and this man kidnaps her, yeah. blackout, roll credits. So yeah. we end on a nice cliffhanger. Um, and j- just to clarify, because I think we talked a lot about it when we did episode eight, but having Barry be a woman at the beginning... Does not accomplish anything other, no, than, really other than kind of sow the transphobia that you talked about, and I didn't realize that until after we'd finished recording. It really doesn't do much plot wise. It like, it, it if their goal is to throw it off, throw you off, and be like, no, women don't do murders. Then like, they gave him that creepy look anyway while he is in the kitchen talking to chef to tell you, no, that this person's doing it. Like, yeah. they don't hide it, so it doesn't really serve much purpose. I'd be just as willing to believe that Winry trusts a, a relatively genial-seeming man. Yeah. Who's like, yeah, I have a refrigerator like truck. Like I are said, you, are you, yeah, of course, Literally anybody, male, female, non-binary, Martian, I don't know, whoever the fuck you are, 
any single life form could kidnap Winry if they had a refrigerated truck. <laughs> yes, it's, that is true. It is that simple. Um, um, that is all you need. But episode eight, we're going to call... So that's a cliffhanger? It's a cliffhanger. That's fun. Yeah. Episode eight, we're going to call the Philosopher's Stone if you must. But Edward gets home from the library and there's news. Something horrible has happened. Winry left earlier in the day to take Edward to lunch at headquarters and... She hasn't come home. And Hughes is running around trying to question witnesses, like question people at headquarters where Winry was last seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edward and Alphonse want to help. This is their friend. Yeah. So they go to headquarters and everyone at headquarters is like, Edward, go home. You're literally not involved in this. You know what could be a fun beat there is Maze being like, you lied to her and that's why she was here. And now she's yeah. been kidnapped. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yes so edward then can have his like another like powerless crisis in that moment to be like i'm not capable of anything we're not capable of making a philosopher's stone without the state alchemist we're not capable of helping (laughs) winry without the state alchemist we're fucking useless and alphonse can be like but you know what we can do crime um (laughs) which which is another thing that i like in this rewrite because alphonse is not afraid to break the law no no he's not afraid to do skirting the law things as long as it helps somebody more of a goody two-shoes than his brother but he's also like look laws are meant to protect people but this law is stupid yeah (laughs) yeah laws are supposed to protect people but we also just gotta ask who is it protecting yeah but also like we're protecting Winry if we break the law. Exactly. So, you know, rules are meant to be, rules are meant to be bent. W- rules um, are flexible for Elrics. So they get smart and they break into the archives of the military to check out previously compiled evidence on the serial killer, like the little felons they are. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, Mustang is also involved in this investigation because finding the serial killer is going to get him more points. And that's all he wants in life. Um, We're going to get Hawkeye in there. She is Mustang's adjutant. We're going to introduce a man named Hamans Breda, who is Mustang's intelligence man. Uh, We can introduce Fury, who could be monitoring the comms because he is Mustang's comms guy. We can Mm -hmm. introduce a man named Alex Lewis Armstrong, um, who is... Lane's favorite character. He's not my favorite character, but he's up there. He's, he's like number he's two, real yeah. Real close to Barry on my favorite characters. <laughs> I don't know if he's number Ah, he might be number two. <laughs> um, I guess Alphonse, ALA, Edward, Barry. <laughs> but we introduce ALA. And I don't feel bad about Barry. <laughs> we introduce Alex Lewis Armstrong. And then Mustang, though, goes down to get some evidence as well from archives to kind of review. And he catches Edward and Alphonse down there and kicks them out. And he Mm -hmm. basically tells them, you are children, so I'm not going to report you for this because you're dumb kids and you've made a dumb mistake. But literally stay out because not everybody in Central Headquarters is as nice as I am. But he says it real sarcastic so you know he's being a dick. Also, preferably, he'll make a dad joke. I'm not sure which one, but Roy Mustang's humor is 90% dad jokes and 10% ragging on Edward. So, like, let's just, this is a great place for that to intersect. Let's just do it. Um, And then Edward's starting to kind of understand that maybe you shouldn't meet your heroes. And I definitely think they do have to play the you, you shouldn't meet your heroes thing the way that they've set this up with the time skip. Yeah. Because we start with Edward being, like, real into Roy Mustang. And by the time the time skip ends, he's kind of, he's pretty disillusioned. 
And like we've seen a couple things, but we haven't really seen the connective tissue that says he thought this, now he thinks this. Yeah. We just see the endpoints. Yeah. We don't ever see why his opinion changes. Right. So Edward and Alphonse, we then get them tossed out of Central at Central Headquarters, and they're standing around anxious outside of HQ. It's getting dark, and they know the longer that Winry is gone, the less likely she is to be alive when they yeah. find her. Yeah. Um, and they see the canteen staff taking out bags of trash, and they say something about a refrigerated truck, and Alphonse can be like, oh, man, makes me real nostalgic. Winry would have loved to have seen a refrigerated truck. And I was like, what? The, the, what? Say that again? And then they start interrogating the canteen staff. Um, because the boys figured these are not military people, they're civilian, they're lower class laborers. Nobody mm-hmm. probably thought to ask them because they're kind of some of the most overlooked people in society. And they asked them who all their suppliers are. And Edward, he's just interested in buying some high quality meats, huh? And, and he gets the list. And one of them, one of these, one of these suppliers is not like the others. For example, they only come on that particular day of the week. Um, the... Women who have been taken have all been on taken from routes, from, from places on possible routes between headquarters and that butcher shop, uh, but all on varying streets. And Edward and Alphonse know that because they broke in earlier and they can be detectives and so can yeah. we with them. Well, and even see them seeing them do a little bit of sleuthing and a little bit of putting evidence together is helpful. It's because, fun. Because they're, they're not not detectives. Right. They do their own amount Investigative of investigation. Work. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, take the audience along for the ride on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Edward can be like, yeah, man, I got my mojo back. Let's go get my girl back. Mm. Then I'm going to get my job back. And then we're going to get a philosopher's stone and get your body back. And Alphonse can be like, get your who back? Can I just get you on record saying that she's your girl? Can, can we just, can we nail that down? And so then they leave. But they haven't told anyone. Because they're dumb babies, and Edward is well, a little... Well, everyone's mad at them. Right. And Edward's a little disillusioned and thinks that they won't really listen to him anyway, and he's maybe a little bit right there. Probably a little right there. Yeah. And they get to Barry's butcher shop. They have a fight. It would be really cool, I think, if Barry could chop Alphonse in half, um, like, separate the top from the bottom, so that oh, Alphonse... Oh, he could just knock him in half, right? Yeah, I, I, Alphonse stays together a little bit too well for yeah. that. So I think literally slice him in half is more fun. Um, Wait, what, a lightsaber? No, with his meat cleaver that can chop through a whole pig. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alphonse's sides are like metal. Or not metal. They're, they're, oh, yeah, um, they're leather. They're leather. So yeah, so, if he can cut through a pig, he should be able to cut through leather. Yeah, pretty easy. So, and, and Ed's just fucked. Um, but then the military does arrive. Because they've actually been working on the same theory and the boys were assuming that they wouldn't be following the same clues, but they, they were. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys aren't that smart. But Hawkeye kind of gets Winry out of there because that's that's yeah. what she does. They surround Barry. They've got him. Um, I'd also really like that as a Hawkeye beat mm-hmm. where, where, where the main fight is kind of happening with, with quote unquote all the men. Winry's chained up and we see Hawkeye kind of coming through a back door and she's like, hey, I got you. We're out of here. Yeah, just have Hawkeye kind of be that caretaker yeah. that she is. She she just takes care of people. Um, and there's also, she's a sniper and they've got this guy at like point blank range. There's really no yeah, job really... for her to be doing there. Yeah, so. but also like if they're inside the slaughterhouse, where would a sniper even set up? Yeah, exactly. She has no setup. So she, she gets the girl out. Um, as one should do. Yeah. And then Mustang is like, all right, Edward, come on, let's go. And Edward, as they're walking away, kind of tells him, okay, I went back in, 
I want to be a state alchemist. I'm not a child. I'm ready to do what's necessary. And Mustang's like, okay, I can work on that. But listen, there's a chain of command here. And you are going to have to respect that. Don't run off and do shit like this without at least telling me so I can call backup. Like, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah. You got to respect the chain of command. Um, we get to the Hughes household where all kids are handed off to Maze and Gracia Hughes. <laughs> I like that image so much where they're just like, please take them again. <laughs> Alex Louis Armstrong carries Alphonse, both halves yes. of Alphonse. Yes. Edward repairs him at the Hughes' house and Gracie is just so happy they're safe. And we get a cute shot of everybody playing past the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next day... Edward goes in to um, central headquarters and he is actually officially accepting his offer. And he mentions to Mustang that he wants the Philosopher's Stone. And Mustang is like, I will send you whatever tips I get about the Philosopher's Stone as long as you stay out of my hair. Um, and then Bradley shows up. Fuhrer Bradley appears. Yeah, and we gotta hit those character points. Yeah, we do. And everyone salutes him. And Mustang, though, looks decidedly annoyed by Bradley's appearance. It's just like, oh my god, this guy again, for real. Um, and Bradley commends Edward on his bravery and he leaves. And Edward turns to Mustang and kind of confronts him and is like, hey, just to kind of confront him about his attitude toward the Fuhrer and be yeah. like, hey, you, you kind of showed a little bit of insubordination there. And Mustang can be like... You think you've got me for insubordination? You're a felon. You did a human transmutation. You broke into headquarters. Get to step in. And they're both like, I have got, okay, okay. I got dirt on you, but you got dirt on me. You suck. Fuck you. Game recognized game. And then we roll the credits. Um, so what happened to Show Tucker? Uh, he's I, guess Maze, I guess Maze can explain everything that Havoc explains. Sure, yeah. Maze can, because Maze would know. And then Havoc would be introduced with the rest of the Stan game. Yeah. I don't think I have any other questions about it, even. I, <laughs> it's funny to me, and I think this is kind of the point of doing this little mini-episode, but, like, without being a full-time writer and without being on Bones and My Nietzsche Broadcasting Systems and Aniplex's payroll, you rewrote these four episodes... Or, or at least re-outlined them in a structure that makes way more sense. And I think for each of us, creates beats with characters that don't exist in the show where we're at currently. Yeah. And kind of need to. Because, like we like we were saying, Roy Mustang is like a flat Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. I, I like this. This works a lot better for me. Thank frankly, you. Mainly because the train episode happens the way it happens in the manga. <laughs> which is really all I wanted from the train episode in the first place. Yeah, well... All it takes is just a little bit of restructuring because, like, I'm still letting them keep their major plot points yeah. that they wanted in there. Yeah. And it just takes a little bit of working and a little bit of thoughtfulness to make yeah, things feel more fun and and better and with better pacing. I can't think of anything that's strictly missing from this. Um, I think the pacing we'd have to figure out a little more exactly because everything's got to be in 22 minutes. Sure. I think that your episode six is a little too long. Okay. But outside of that, I, I'm much happier with how everything actually happens. Well, thank you. So in my head, this is the new canon. <laughs> this is what really happened. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you next time when we talk about episode nine. Yes. <laughs>